Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fifle.com, and it's time for... It's not your post-impact wrestling show. No, it's not Thursday. Indeed, it is Friday night. It's November 18th. It's your post-impact wrestling overdrive show. It's uh, Overdrive was apparently two words. Not... not oh. It was, yeah, overdrive. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, your post-overdrive show, it's uh, it's Joel Pearl. I'm here, as always, with my number one, my ride or die, the bestie in charge. I have Cresta Star. How you doing, Cresta? I am I'm a mix of emotions. That pay-per-view brought me up. It brought me down. And when I was riding high... <laughs> <laughs> A lot to say. I mean, the finish, I think, is going to have a lot of people talking in a lot of different ways. Yeah. You and I were kind of going back and forth on the DMs, and I was like, this is so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I can't stop watching. It was such a rubbernecking experience, and I think we're going to have a lot to say about that, and I think a lot of the chat's going to have a lot yeah. to say about it. Folks, if you're here, welcome. It's good to see you, Chad. I see you. How you doing? We're live on youtube.com slash Fightful. We're, of course, on Facebook. We got all the, we've taken over everybody's Twitter accounts because Twitter still exists right now. Who knew? For now. now. (laughs) See you guys later. We'll survive the weekend. Lots to talk about about Impact Overdrive. And, of course, we'll talk about Fightful Select. And, of course, we'll talk about all the other stuff. But if you want to get in early and get in extra hard how about you do with this right now go ahead leave us a thumbs up on this video if you're watching on facebook go ahead drop one of those emojis whether it's the thumbs up or the heart or the the happy sad face the angry face i don't care what it is engage with us tell us how you feel it's impact wrestling and people like it or maybe you don't i don't know we're just we're gonna talk about it and if you want to support us financially if you're in that position you can go ahead you can donate a super chat here on youtube.com slash fightful it's that little dollar sign in the chat if you click that any amount get your question or statement read on the air or alternatively maybe you're not a youtube person but you want to you want to support us anyway go to humperchats.com cresta tell them what that's all about 
Well, you head over to HumperChats.com. You type your comment, any donation amount, get your comment or question read on air. And we get to keep a little bit more of the the proceeds. Yeah, proceeds. And it lets Sean Ross know that he loves us. You love us. Keep the lights on. And we're so excited. So go ahead and head over to HumperChats.com. That's right. I love it. We're here for it. We're going to talk about Overdrive. I've already got a Humper chat from Big Man Griff saying somebody show this pay-per-view to Tony Khan so he can see how to book women's wrestling. Masha Slamovich and Jordan Grace killed it. Also, I want AJ Styles versus Josh Alexander now. We're going to talk about that last knockout standing match. We're going to talk about all the matches. There were tons of women on the card. We talked about the fact that there were three knockouts matches on the card. Same thing tomorrow night in full gear. We're going to see how that goes. But regardless, there was so much good stuff to talk about. AJ Styles versus Josh Alexander. It's a dream match. We saw Styles Clash get busted out tonight by Frankie Kazarian. Fortune lives. We got so much to talk about. Cresta, where do you want to start? You want to start with the countdown? We'll start right at the beginning. Let's start at the top. I'm so excited. I um, This first match was just a taste. A little appetizer, if you will. They open up hot with the six-man X Division showcase. Yuya Yumura, happy birthday, by the way, to Yuya. It's his oh, birthday happy today. Happy birthday. That's right. Speedball Mike Bailey, Kenny King, Rich Swan, Jason Hodge, and Bupinder Gujar have a great opening six-man, and it ended exactly the way I told you it would, Crest the Star. You did. I was wrong. I was wrong. I can admit that I was wrong. You said Kenny King is going to cancel out Speed Bailey, and Rich Swan was going to be... And you opened up your third eye, and Miss Cleo blessed you with her blessing. Her Lady, I, I even told you who was going to be pinned by Rich Swan. You did. You did. He has a gift. Or maybe um, not. <laughs> no, sometimes it went against me. When, when Vince McMahon booked the WWE, oh, people would hate me because I would get the worst possible booking <laughs> stuff. And they'd be like, I can't believe he manifested it. I was like, I don't manifest shit. All I manifest is just reality you pick the most chaotic vince like option and then what happens the most chaotic vince like option it's my favorite thing to do i still do it now but it just doesn't happen as much because thankfully vince mcmahon doesn't book the wwe anymore so instead we had and and this was this finish just made sense to me hotch is on the Mm -hmm. rise but he's not there yet rich swan is clearly on the rise and he's Mm -hmm. an next division champion former world champion as well uh and you wanted to get the king and speedball stuff kind of canceling each other out everything made sense uh bupinder gujar and jason hotch were ones to watch in this match and they both showed out had a really good showing uh what do you think of the match overall just the opening contest at overdrive honestly i really like the double ultima weapon from mike bailey on to i think it was um hotch and uh and gujar that's right And I was like, that's so cool. But for, when you called it, that's the first thing in my notes. It said, Joel called this and he's going to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was clean. I have no complaints. Honestly, that match, in my opinion, if you are not familiar with the X Division or if this was your first pay-per-view, this is encapsulates everything. Power, speed, strength, innovation. I thought it was great. I liked it. There's not too much to say on it, in my opinion. So it was great. Yeah. It was just a really solid opening contest. It worked mm. for me. We're clearly telling a story where Rich Swan is on the ascent. Uh, yep. So why not keep telling that story? It's a good, good opening contest. Um, I'm waiting for Yuya to start cosplaying as Tanahashi because he's getting that hair ready. Look at that long flowing locks. They look good, man. Tell me I'm wrong. You're a, you're a clown. <laughs> so are you. 
Hong Kong, two clowns looking at each other. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. The tag title number one contender match between Motor City Machine Gun and Ace of Base. All right, here's what we did. You and I last night, we sat on this post uh-huh. show and we talked all about how Ace of Base should be getting this win. And then uh-huh. we completely ignored the fact that the tag team championship match tonight all started because Motor City Machine Guns wanted a tag title shot and they were beaten to the punch by the major players. We completely forgot about that. Is that us or is that the storyline's fault? Uh, no, I think it's us. Okay, I tried to shift blame. You caught me. You caught me. <laughs> I tried to shift blame. I tried to shift blame. You caught me. Motor City Machine Guns are the number one contenders for the Impact World Tag Titles. That comes into effect later on in the mm. show, which, again, I loved that. I really enjoyed that they were keeping that thread throughout the show. We'll talk more about it as we go through the card. Um, all I want to know is, Cresta, where can I get one of those Bullet Club jackets? When you find out, Find out if they got a two for one because I need that as well. <laughs> they, that, their gear was snazzy tonight. Chris Bay, Ace Austin, if you're watching, I need to know where they are. Where can I get one? I asked the same thing of Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. They never told me. They don't return your calls, and we don't like this. We're going to get a lawyer involved. <laughs> Meanwhile, Motor City Machine Guns come down to the ring with those New Japan Strong Open Weight Tag Championships. Uh-huh. Like we talked about last night, they're coming into play for this whole thing. Uh, it was a, just a really solid tag team match. I mean, I love the assisted art of finesse being countered by a German suplex, and then Saban hits a cutter on Austin, and the finish was cool. You had Shelly doing a crucifix pin, realizing he's not the legal man, so it gets uh-huh. picked up by Chris Saban, who jackknife pins and gets the three. Motor City Machine Guns are number one contenders. That was a good match. Anything you want to add to that whole thing? Still hate it. That um, aces of Bay lost. I still don't like the fact that I feel like for the Bullet Club, they should be winning in situations. However, it did make sense. I totally forgot the machine guns were those tag champions. I was like, you're not going to have your champions, fans. That's not happening. So it makes sense. Also, I want to say Ace Austin looked really good this match. Like, yep. better than he has been. And I, I used to be a staunch Ace Austin hater. And now I'm like, go ahead, young man. I can't wait to see what happens when they get back because I feel like at that point they should be able to beat them because there is a promo later on where they're like, well, even if you go to New Japan and get better, you're not beating 10 years of experience, 10 years of tag experience um, specifically. And I like that promo. We're going to wear that that exchange. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, There's something really interesting going on with Ace of Bays as Bullet Club members. Mm -hmm. The gear that they're wearing is not just the traditional black and white Bullet Club. Yeah, they're, they're incorporating more colorful schemes, and I and I want to see more of that. Uh, it just gives a different flair to Bullet Club because they're clearly like the the, the two guys who just happen to be in. They're like Jeff Jarrett when Jeff Jarrett and Scott Demore joined the Bullet Club. I didn't even know that that happened. Are you? Yeah, don't worry. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> clearly, people who uh, who do not know this either. But it's the same situation, uh, regardless. I would say Motor City Machine Guns look more like Bullet Club than the Bullet Club members did tonight, and that's fine. They do the black and white. That's cool. Either way, Motor City Machine Guns, number one contenders. And we move to the main card. Cresta, whenever the number one contender with a call your shot or some sort of money in the bank briefcase, for example, in WWE, Mm -hmm. when when they have um, that and they are in the opening contest, my butthole clenches a little bit. Okay. (laughs) 
Moose and Bully Ray open up with the tables match, and I'm just like, oh shit, Bully's gonna get involved in the end of the match tonight, the end of the main event. No, absolutely, I agree. Whenever I say I'm like, that's a stunt. I, I, okay, I, you're not, you're not sneaky. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say to this match. I mean, Bully Ray gets the win when he spears Moose through a table. First, we had Moose uh, kind of fall out of the way when Bully put himself through a table, and he was like, "I win the match," and the referee's like, "No, that's not how this works. You have to, you have." to put the guy through the table. I like that they at least Moose made it look like he fell out of the way instead of he ducked the uh the spear the spear attempt from Bully. That worked for me. The rest of the match Same. was basically just like basically a lot of dick hitting and just just screaming about that. Honestly, ever since Yan Yanbags, ever since Taz said Yanbags, that's <laughs> all I keep thinking. That match made no sense. Like, the in-ring action was cool. And I had to will myself because these two are jerks. And to me, whoever lost, I still won because you guys are jerks and beat the hell out of each other. But I knew it was going to be Bully Ray. Bully Ray was going to get involved at the end. But when he did the ye old dick twist, I popped. I'm not going to lie. I'm not- <laughs> I popped I every time. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen this, but um in impact of all places when taz was on commentary and bully ray was was a champion and it was mm-hmm. aces and eights I, I i sent you this video it's like yeah. a seven second clip where bully ray gets kicked in in the balls and he yells to taz <laughs> taz and taz from, while he's on commentary he's like yes yes bully my balls and taz is just like i see it man you want a cup and that's what i just miss taz for things like that Taz on commentary, honestly, every Wednesday, I I am crying. Last week, Wednesday, he said, just ask me questions and I'll try my best. (laughs) (laughs) He's top tier. There's one spot I do have to call out. They do. Moose goes for something off the top rope. He goes, Mm -hmm. he goes, uh, does the vertical up to the top. And then when he comes back, there's an amazing cutter that Bully Ray hits. Oh, yes. That yes, I saw it. So crisp, so smooth. I really loved it. Uh, it was good stuff. I know I saw it. <laughs> I know I saw it. I wonder why people just don't wear cuffs in professional. I've seen too many kicks, twists, jobs, grabs. Like, just wear a cup at this point. Man, that's good stuff. Yeah, the the, the moose flying nothing turns into a. Uh, Turns into a cutter. I liked it. It was. I just think mm. the 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 movement was really crisp. Yes. Rest of the match. The rest of the match. I don't have much to say. It made sense for Bully to win because this yeah. whole thing is you know Bully building steam. He won the Call Your Shot gauntlet. Now he has to keep winning matches. Yada yada yada. Moose was the was the bully. So they took care of him. That's it. Jim Miller's backstage with uh, or not backstage. She's she's hanging out on a Zoom call mm-hmm. with Tracy Brooks and Rebel, and that's of course Frankie Kazarian's wife and kid. Uh, it, they're in Canada. They're just hanging out. They're not going to be at Overdrive, but they support their father. And then when they ask Rebel, who is Frankie Kazarian's son, um, if his dad's going to come home as champion, Rebel says, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> just like this is why Peak you don't children. work with animals and children. <laughs> Peak children. You think you can tell them what to say verbatim, and they'd be like. Well, he told me to say, like, no, <laughs> go with the gimmick. But also, they were the smart ones here. They were the smart ones here in that situation. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on. The knockouts tag titles on the line. Whew, Death Dolls defend against Tasha Seals and Savannah Evans. I told you, I told you Death Dolls were going to keep those tag titles. 
What was interesting to me was that they didn't keep up with the Jessica is drunk gimmick. Mm-hmm. And I like, I'm really happy that they didn't. It seems like it was a a kind of a storyline for the stretch of Las Vegas tapings. Yeah. Louisville. So they're just kind of like, let's move forward. Let's move past it. She got her, she got her win back. She got her oomph back. She beat the shit out of Savannah Evans, which is the one person who beat her in in competition. So uh, a really just solid match. Tell me what you thought about Death Dolls retaining over Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. The first third of that match, and I say this almost every week, big, meaty women slapping meat. <laughs> it was so stiff. It was really good. Uh, Jessica looked great tonight. And I was actually surprised. It was like, yes, she got her win back, but there was no storyline continuation, in my opinion. No one, no dissension. Like you said, no, none of that drinking storyline. Not even between Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. It was a solid real good knockouts match. I would have liked it for Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans, but now that they've lost, I agree with you what you said um, on yesterday's show about them now maybe they'll break up and move on and push Savannah Evans to be her own person. I thought it was solid. I have no complaints. Yeah, just a solid match. And now we're going to see how they continue the Death Doll saga. Mm-hmm. They did something, in, they did a backstage exclusive where they were having mimosas in the back, but they didn't seem to be making it look like Jessica has a problem. With the drinking, it was just more like, we're good now. We're mm-hmm. celebrating. I wonder if they'll continue something with um, Jessica if she loses one more match. Uh-huh. You know, does that cause her to go nuts and start this whole thing over again? It's going to be interesting to see how they kind of navigate that story, if at all. Yeah. Yeah, because like in the beginning, I remember us saying that, is she going to eventually transition back into Havoc? Or is Jessica something that's going to stay? And even when she was gone for just that one impact, we were like, yikes, don't leave, Jessica. We actually really like you. You're you're fantastic. So I think this will they, won't they is such a good way of suspense to keep us interested in her character. I'm into it. She even wrestles different. So I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, the finish was Tasha trying to twerk on Jessica. Goes for the cutter, but Jessica reverses it into the Sakishi driver and the head kick from Taya. That's the finish. They retain their tag titles. Uh, simple, good match. I'm curious as to what Tasha steals and Savannah Evans do moving uh-huh. forward. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities for Savannah Evans to go single now and yeah. maybe have Tasha be in her cor- in her corner. Be like option. A didn't work. Option B didn't work. Let's go with option C. And that's Savannah is going to run through everybody until Tasha's like, I've had enough. You're too successful. I'll beat you up. And that's how they start their feud. That could be cute too. Maybe she gets her win back over on Killer Kelly. Oh, not a bad idea. I like that. What if Savannah Evans beats Killer Kelly? And then that's just like the icing on the cake. I could see that being the fight before Tasha steals. It's like too much. I've had it. No, you're doing too much. Yeah. You're winning too much. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage, Motor City Machine Guns and Ace of Bays. We were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ace of Bays kind of put themselves over and they're like, but there's no shame in losing to Motor City Machine Guns. We are on our way to Japan. We're going to get all this experience. Motor City Machine Guns are like, New Japan's going to make you better. And we've been to Japan hundreds of times collectively. When you get back, we'll get a shot at the New Japan Strong Open Weight Tag Titles. And then the major players step in. And they're like, hey, thanks for warming up the crowd. And they say, pull up a chair. And be front row to watch the major players win the Impact Tag Team Championships. And I was like, this is interesting. I like this. Good stuff. What do you think of this, uh, this, this segment? My notes literally say, Bullet Club, we lost, but we're going to beat you one day. Naru, MG, 
Motor City Vespigas. No, you're not. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I think that, like um, Bullet Club said, there's no shame in losing to Motor City Machine Guns. At any moment, they could be a solid tag team champion. Even at 90, come on now, I'm still with it. But I do think it'd be a good tie on aces of bays being becoming a full team if they come back and then beat them and really start a tag team run i think that would be phenomenal yeah i agree we're gonna see where it goes but they are stacking up their tag division slowly but surely Mm -hmm. no idea where the major players land after this i know there's a lot of talk about uh what can happen to matt cardona but who knows regardless I had to scribble Major Brothers so many times because of you. I'm like, that is not their name. <laughs> I mean, it was back in 2007. I'm just thinking of the both of them, like Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. It's a me, Matt Cardona. Hell. Last rodeo match. <laughs> <laughs> Last rodeo match. Taylor Wilde takes on Mickey James. Cresta, um, the crowd wasn't into it. They weren't, it was a slow start of a match. Mm-hmm. I don't think the crowd wanted to boo. They weren't going to boo Mickey James. They didn't want to boo Taylor Wilde, but I don't think they wanted to cheer her either. They were kind of like, we know who she is, but mm-hmm. I don't think we care enough. We're not as invested as we could be in this match. Um, eventually, Mickey gets the win, hits the Mick kick. Oh, sorry, the re- reverse Mick kick, reverse wild ride, and then it's a Mick DT, and then it's the win. Um, what did you think of the last rodeo match between Wild and James? And then we'll we can talk about it more. I think this was another match of thirds. The first third, everyone was quiet, including me. And I'm like, what is happening here? It was literally a war of attrition. By the second third, it was move for move. You're not gonna outmove me. And that's when it clicked for me. It's like, oh, I get it. You two have been ships in the night, like commentary kept putting over. Your styles are very similar. I find that sometimes Mickey James wrestles at a slower pace. So to have two girls warming up, heating up like that, people are going to be like, okay, I have something else to do. By the end of it, that's when it really picked up for me. But when it started to pick up, the match was over. I liked it. I don't want to sound like I didn't like it. I feel like it's very analytical. I liked the match. I just felt like the first third was a lot longer than the other two. And that's what took the steam out of that match. It was a good match. I don't want to see Mickey James retire to Taylor Wilde. In fact, like, I would like to see Chelsea Green do it. I'm not going to hold you. I, I like their series of matches. If if she is going to retire, I would like it to be with Chelsea Green. But it was a solid match. There's nothing wrong with it. I just wish that the crowd gave something, like anything. Like, wake up, hello? Like It, it felt like the crowd. Okay, so... The, the thing with the women, the, the, with these two women specifically, is that they had so many different matches on the card. Mm-hmm. And this match had to be a little more traditional. But at the same time, you had a very traditional main event for the Impact World Championship. So these two kind of had to figure out a way. They weren't going to do plunder because the Knockouts World Championship match mm-hmm. was a last Knockout standing match. They were going to use all the toys. The Knockouts Tag Team Championship match was also a bit more rooted in the story. These two kind of felt like they were tossed together. There wasn't a huge build. They had to do something a little more technical, which is fine. They know how to wrestle. Uh There was just no, there was no heat because nobody knew who was doing what. It was a respect match. And normally when you do a respect match in wrestling, there's no real reaction to it. Yeah, but like also too, like I think of, I think of technical wrestlers like Bryanson, Perrazzo, 
who wrestle a slower pace, but I'm still like, okay, you know what I, I mean? It. Yeah, I get it. I again, like, because I like wrestling, I'm always going to find the best positive outcome for it, for my mind, for it to make sense. I just felt like whatever positivity could have came from it, the crowd not being into it made it way worse. If that yes. makes any sense. That does make sense. And again, you want the crowd to be invested in the match. Yeah. However you do it. And again, that was the thing with the Kazarian and Alexander match. We're going to talk about later on mm-hmm. the crowd. I think we, I think it's fair to say we all knew where it was going to go. Yeah. We knew that Josh Alexander was going to retain his title. It was how we were going to get there. And yeah. they didn't keep any heat on it until last night on impact where they did a contract signing and Kazarian kind of did some teasing of being a heel, but also still retaining the respect factor. So there was something that was kind of missing in that Mickey James Taylor yeah. Wilde match. And they tried to do it by having Taylor Wilde being like, I want to be the one who retires you. And Mickey James just kind of being like, mm, you sure about that? You know, there was, it was yeah. just, it just wasn't, it, it wasn't there. The chemistry um, between the two is there between the ropes, but it wasn't there in the story. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, absolutely agree with that. I, 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 not, I can't even blame them because did they book their own stuff? Probably not. You know what I mean? So I think they were just trying to get through this match because it was a dream match for Mickey. And it also proves that she's moving up the ladder in terms of difficulty. She was, she went from facing women who were uh, on a certain level to start. And now she's building because eventually she's going to get that knockouts title match because Mm -hmm. she's winning a bunch. She had the Chelsea green match, right? That was a big win for her. Taylor Wilde comes in as like this knockouts legend because realistically she was a knockouts legend. She was a part of the company 10 years ago. She was big on the, on the scene. She's a former knockouts champion. It just wasn't there because they didn't have that story told going into this match. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But what they do have is Deanna Perrazzo coming out after the match. And this got me excited. She confronts Mickey, calls her a selfish bitch, and then <laughs> says, the last radio is bullshit. I'm, th- I'm just reading my notes. And says that Mickey's just doing this all for herself. Um, and then Deanna's like, I've never defeated Mickey James, but that's going to come to an end because I'm going to get revenge for Chelsea Green and challenges Mickey James to a match. First of all, Deanna Perrazzo, we got to talk about what she was wearing because holy crap, looked amazing. I need that. I need that. I need that in my life. Deanna, my DMs on Twitter are open for, I guess, the next week until Twitter shuts down. So I need that. That it, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, you got to get you got to get that dress. It looked real, real, real great for her. So uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, so Deanna and Mickey James seems to be next. Uh, I don't know when we'll do it. I assume it's going to be during the tapings this coming week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a main event on in on impact. If you ask me. Yeah. I mean, I could also see it like at a pay-per-view, but it's one of those things where it's like nothing against Mickey James, but I would want to see Deanna go over, but I don't want the last rodeo to end yet. So yeah, yeah, that that's fine. Also too. um, I respect the delusion from (laughs) Parazzo. I respect it. Philly 76 with the super chat saying just felt right to see Deanna Prazo go out there and call out Mickey James getting back into singles action. Those two have such great chemistry a forever feud. I fully agree. I'm fully excited to watch these two tear it up. I think like I said, yeah. it's a TV main event uh, because between now and hard to kill, there are no legitimate impact pay-per-views. It's going to be weird to see how they progress these stories on TV without a big show until January. But mm-hmm. Deanna and Mickey, that's a pretty pretty good fork in the road, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. 
Folks, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Let's keep this going. It's time for the tag team championship match. Major players take on Heath and Rhino. I, I, I thought it was going to be the major players night, but then I remembered we still have Motor City Machine Guns. <laughs> this is actually a good match in, in its own little way. It was very strange yes. <clears throat> um, because they had so much storytelling going into it. I was okay with how we finished it. Having Motor City Machine Guns come down mid-match, pulling up a chair, accepting the invitation, being like, you told us to come down here. We're good to go. And then, of course, when Cardona tries to steal a chair from Motor City Machine Guns, Saban takes it back. Heath lays out card. Uh, Heath lays out Matt Cardona on the outside while Rhino hits a spear on Brian Myers for the win. Heath and Rhino are still tag ta- tag tag team champions. Easy for me to say. Heath and Rhino versus Motor City Machine Guns are down the horizon. What do you think of the match? Anything you want to talk about other than the uh, tree of woe head to head crotch uh, spot that we'll talk about? I popped for that. <laughs> <laughs> I. Impact wrestling feeds a very immature part of my soul quite often. <laughs> and that I lived. Also, poor Brian Myers. <laughs> you lose your digital impact champion to Joe Hendry. And then <laughs> you get gored to all hell by Rhino because Matt Cardona is arguing with Motor City machine guns after he invited them down to the ramp. I want to fight. <laughs> if I were you, I would be looking at Matt Cardona like. I think Myers and Cardona might have to fight. Yeah. Yeah. I got that vibe. Like slowly yet short. If this is the start of the slow burn, because that's two weeks in a row. He didn't lose it last week. It was last week. Two weeks in a row now. Brian Myers is just, just eating shit. Sorry for the lack of a better word. And Matt Cardona's kind of like, I'm not doing anything, but he's instigating every time he's getting shit. So. There was some good stuff in this match. I like that Myers keeps preventing Rhino from uh, getting or getting into the ring and getting that hot tag. Uh-huh. Uh, it was basically a lot of heat on Heath. There was really good stuff there. I mentioned the double team from Heath and Rhino. They put Myers in the tree of woe, and then Rhino pulls Matt Cardona's crotch into Myers' head. And because they're upside down, they're both kind of in a 69. Nice. <laughs> PP jokes. <laughs> I call that spot head to head. <laughs> we are professionals on this channel. No, we're not. GM Miller is backstage with Bully Ray. Bully Ray is like, I should be ordering room service and <laughs> icing my back and balls. Again, he back said that. These are his words. But he's going to be watching the main event tonight backstage. Yeah, right. And then Bully says he doesn't understand why he has heat with Frankie Kazarian because they used to listen to music together in the back of the bus during the European tour. And then he reiterates that he'll be facing the winner. He'll be going face-to-face, calling his shot, whoever wins the title tonight. And boy, does he ever. But we're not there yet. We're just we're just teasing y'all, okay? Just Let's keep fooling. going. I ain't got nothing else to say. Back and balls. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta ice your back and balls, Cresta. I'll get right on that. <laughs> I love Impact Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Very strange. Exhibition Tournament Final. I could go with this. Yes. Trey Miguel and Black Taurus have a banger of a match. Trey Miguel is the new X Division champion. Um, I don't know if I was shocked by this, but we talked about this as a possibility. Trey Miguel using a little bit of uh, underhanded tactics, using that spray paint. Then heel turn is happening, gets a lightning spiral, hits the win. Trey Miguel wins the X Division championship. What do you think of the match and uh, the, the, the match itself? Because it was there was so much going on. Another match of thirds. The first third was literally... You can go fast. I can go fast. You want power for power? Those arm drags from each one of each other was phenomenal. But when this man sprayed him in the face, literally everyone in my house is playing a new Pokemon. All y'all like, oh, he cheated. <laughs> and I'm, I, I knew he was going to go heal, but not like that. Not on Black Taurus. Not like Black Taurus. He ain't do nothing but be a bull. I was, I was a little mad. I was, they got me, gal. I'm excited to see where this goes, but damn, to Black Tor, I understand the motivation. This match was good. This this match got five five out of five for me, but I was bamboozled, led astray, run amok. I was upset. I was very upset, especially after he, he reversed the destination hellhole and still got out of the meteor. The, and then you yeah. spray painted him in the face. I could not believe it. I could not. I could not. I could not. I was so upset. Good match. Great match. Upset. Crazy Steve does the intro again. And then they give Black Taurus new solo music. Uh And at that point, I'm just like, he ain't winning. They did too much to his presentation. I thought the opposite. I was like, oh, he definitely winning. Damn, Trey Miguel, they're going to do you like that? It wasn't the crowning achievement I was waiting for. Uh, But he did have one hell of a breakthrough match. And again, like Trey Miguel has praised Black Taurus to me. Mm. He did it in an interview that we have up on youtube.com slash Fightful. He absolutely praised Black Taurus and Laredo Kid and that Lucha style. There was so much good stuff that came into it. The Cloverleaf that turned into a spin, it was weird, but it was innovative, and I really liked it. Um, the Meteora from Trey Miguel, he hits a few of those, and they all cannot put down Black Taurus. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, what does Trey Miguel do? Cheats to win. And he's using that lightning spiral as a finish. Continue to do that. I like it. It's better than the Meteora in a lot of ways. As long as he can hit it, I'm all for it. Interested to see where we go now with Trey Miguel. I'm even more interested to see where we go with Black Taurus because I don't want to see him suddenly fade into obscurity. There has to be another match between these two. 
I also want to shout out in the middle of that match when Trey Miguel goes to the second rope to do a flip into the Hurricane Rana. I thought, I thought that was absolutely superb. Absolutely superb. I also agree with you. I don't want to see Black Taurus fade into obscurity, but what a match. What I, I could not believe it. I was bamboozled and I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Taurus hitting a black. It was the, the corkscrew and then right into a power slam. Oh, disgusted. You you watch enough matches with Black Taurus and you realize that not only can he fly, but he's a mm-hmm. great base. He can catch mm-hmm. you and he can save your life if you over rotate, under rotate. He'll he'll always catch you because he is a big dude who knows how to how to save people's lives and how to wrestle. He reminds me a lot of um like Brian Cage. Brian Cage is good for that too. Brian Cage will always catch you. I remember watching him on Impact and somebody almost ate shit on the guardrail. And he was like, I got you. And then slammed him. But still, like he caught him. He caught him. But that's what it's all about. You're putting your hands in, you're putting your life in the hands of mm-hmm. your opponent, your partner, whatever it is. It's it's one big dance. But Black Taurus absolutely ruled tonight. Yeah. Unfortunately, doesn't get the win. Trey Miguel does, but it opens up the X division to a whole different set of opponents. Because we had Speedball, who was the baby face of all baby faces. Now we're going to have a bad guy. We're going to have a heel in Trey Miguel holding that exhibition championship. Listen, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. So I respected it. I didn't like it, but I respected it. I understood. There you go. We'll find out how that goes moving forward. (laughs) Knockouts championship match. They do a last knockout standing match between Jordan Grace and Masha Slamovich. Again, I think we're going to have a lot of really weird competing conversations here. Mm-hmm. Masha Slamovich loses the match. The ending is a muscle buster from Jordan Grace from the stairs through a door to the floor. They're both down. Both women are down. Jordan Grace gets up at nine, nine and a half. Masha just misses the 10 count and then falls again. They made her look strong, but at the same time, they didn't. Because the entire match was Jordan Grace absolutely destroying Masha's leg and knee. And I love that. The storytelling of the match was really on point. Tell me what you thought of the match. There were so many moves. But, like, what do you think of the story that they were telling? And what do you think of the, the Masha second loss? In a row, no less. I, I like the match overall. But I, too, am at a loss of how to feel about each thing going in. Once I saw Jordan Grace ball up her fist and punch Masha in the back of her thighs, I was like, oh, you're going to destroy this poor woman's leg. But it was a good match, like taking nothing away from anyone. I thought going into it, Masha was probably going to beat the hell out of Jordan Grace. But Jordan Grace, they beat the hell out of each other. But Jordan Grace showed out this match, like beyond when she was dragging, when Masha Samovich was dragging Jordan Grace by the neck with that toilet seat, I thought that was going to be the finish. I thought that was when Masha was going to put um, Jordan through that door. But when Jordan reversed it, I was like, there's no way. I, I would have watched that match for another 30 minutes, to be honest with you. It was really, really good. And I feel kind of bad now for ever doubting Jordan Grace. But at the same time, I kind of see why she did what she had to do. But what do you do now with Masha, who put on a hell of a match? You're just going to have, she can't lose again. But like after a match like that with Jordan Grace, who does she fight that she's not going to rip limb from limb? And so Amy Solko, first of all, sends a, a, a humper chat and says, the only thing more fire than this match is Cresta's wings. I'm shocked to see Masha lose again. 
And so was I. And at the same time, he brings up in the chat, maybe Masha's contract might be coming up. At the same time, if I'm Impact Wrestling, man, I would make every overture to yes. try and keep her around. Unfortunately, they don't have the money that, say, AEW or WWE might have. Masha going into a place like NXT would just be incredible. I don't know where she is, contractually speaking. Uh-huh. This match should have, could have been her crowning moment, but they yes. didn't do it. When you talk about that that finish through the door, I was of two minds. It was I thought, I didn't think it was going to be the muscle buster, actually. I thought it was either going to be Masha doing the snowplow from the apron through the door, uh-huh. or it was going to be Jordan doing the grace driver from the apron through the door. But both of those moves are very, very tricky to pull out especially like that and not have it be very dangerous. Yeah. To do that safely. I, I didn't think of the Jordan Graver because she would have to essentially kind of do that from the top rope or something like that. And yeah, nah. But what do you do with Masha now? That's the big question. You mm-hmm. can't have her do what killer Kelly's doing and dissect, you know, different opponents. Cause she already did that. She went yeah. on that street, but she really beat up everyone in the women's division. When was knockouts knockdown? Was that 2021? feel like it was i'm just seeing i'm seeing in the chat it was reported that uh masha signed a, signed a multi-year deal it's possible I, I don't remember and we'll look into it but um there's got they, unless they do a trilogy but why would you do a trilogy why would masha get a third match out yeah. of jordan grace unless they do some wild death match i mean i will say that the knockouts division in general is a tough division out of if we just take the major three North American promotions right now, this division is the toughest women's division bar none. Period. Because if it wasn't Jordan, you would have me be having the same conversation about Taya, Deanna, mm-hmm. Chelsea Green, hell, even Mickey James. Even if it was Masha, it's it's a tough division, and I think that speaks to the caliber of the women working there. That you could even be the best of the best. You could be a ten. But you're in a room full of 15s. So I it it's rough. I like how they both put each other over, but it comes to question again, what do you do with Masha? Like, what do you do with her? And I would love to see her in a WWE type situation if they treat her right. And I don't think either of us are saying that the undefeated streak ending uh-huh. was the end of Masha Slamovich. Yeah, not at all. Uh, yeah, as a competitor. I think it was more that she was built to such a degree that when you have her lose twice yeah. in title matches, that's where you start to wonder, what do we do from here? Because those losses, they don't define your career, but they certainly define your placement on the card and your importance in the the, the hierarchy of the show, if you will. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Grace is phenomenal. So it's one of those things you've got Masha Samovich, who's equally phenomenal, and Jordan Grace, who's phenomenal. Because it would be the same question, should have Masha pinned Grace tonight? It'd be like, what do you do with Jordan Grace? Do you do the rematch? Do you have a two out of three? Then it would make the trilogy make sense. But no matter who won, we would be having the same conversation again, which goes to the depth of the knockouts division. Every one of those women in there have a legitimate stake to say that I could be your women's champion. And you would have the conversation about like, wow, what do you do with this person? Because they're at the top of their game. And if you want to be at the top of your game, why don't you head over to FIFLSelect.com, get your five bucks down. You get all the news. All the scoops, all the exclusives. Tonight, 
I didn't have to worry about watching SmackDown live because I knew the plans for SmackDown. So I could be like, I'll watch it tomorrow. We're fine. Ton of and tons of AEW news and notes going into full gear tomorrow night. Sean Ross Sapp did his Q&A today, so go check that out. And if you're interested, the frontrunner city for SummerSlam 2023 was uh, was was listed today on Fightful Select. Cresta, do you know what city it was? No, I don't think it was New York, so I don't care. It was Detroit. See? <laughs> I went to I went to WrestleMania 23 at Ford Field. They're talking about maybe doing it again. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, I, Are you ready Impact's, for this? Go ahead. I've never been to a live wrestling show. You're not really missing a ton. I mean, I, I you should That's go to true. some indie shows. I don't know if you should go to t- television tapings. Are fun, but they're long sometimes. Mm-hmm. You got to be in the right mood. You got to know what to look for. But I always I want to go to at event. least a pay-per-view one. I tried to go to full gear, but that was not full gear. The one that was here last time at Arthur Ashe Stadium, that wasn't even a pay-per-view. But getting tickets, that wasn't happening. <laughs> no, you, what you got to do is if, if they, first of all, where you are, there's tons of shows that come through. And yeah. local indie shows. There's so much good stuff. Live shows are fun. Um, TV yeah. tapings are a little bit more cumbersome sometimes. I'm still in cahoots with the poops. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Jordan Grace calling it the Verta break her. Ten out of ten, though. I mean, I believed it. My neck hurt looking at that. My spine gave me scoliosis looking at that. And by the way, there's a, the figure four spot where they go to the apron, and Jordan Grace has has Masha in the figure four as she's hanging off the mm-hmm. apron, and then eventually she yells uh, as she lets go. She's like, "She's not getting up!" And then someone from the crowd yells back. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> and what do we see, Masha? Like, I'm getting up. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Salko that uh, live shows are fun because you might meet Johnny Swinger. I am not Joel. I'm trying to meet Joe Hendry. <laughs> Johnny Swinger is going to be at WrestleCade this weekend. Sean Ross Sapp's going to be there too. I'm trying to get John Sean Ross Sapp to interview Johnny Swinger. That would be the most chaotic interview on Fightful ever. Book it. Let's go. Let's do it. If he's not going to be on our show, he's got to talk to someone. All right. We're here. We're at the final match. The Impact World Championship. Josh Alexander defends the title against Frankie Kazarian. Josh's whole family is here, but Frankie's is not. We talked about that. So my my dream of having Jet Alexander and Rebel Kazarian in the ring together, duking it out. Not tonight. Another time. Another time. This is a very good wrestling match go out of your way to see it agreed there was so much just technical stuff it was the chicken wing from kazarian versus the ankle lock from josh alexander they told a really good story about working on alexander's arm to get the chicken wing the ankle lock was worked so they work over the leg and the ankle for kazarian they do the 10 german suplexes from josh alexander which is nuts and he built speed as he went through them which is incredible because it's not easy to do. Uh, they do a ref bump, but it wasn't overly. It, they they used it well. Okay, they did the wife spot where <laughs> they had Kazarian grab the title from the timekeeper's booth, and Jade yells at Frankie Kazarian, "Don't do it this way!" And she's got Jet there, the uh, Josh Alexander's son, 
And it's just like, don't do it this way. Be a good example for your kid. Like my, you know, like my husband is for my kid. And eventually Kazarian's frustrated, but he's like, nope, you're right. I'm going to be a good guy. I'm not going to use the title. And then they get into the rest of the match. Talk to me about it. Other than that styles clash, which by the way, was the best. (laughs) So the amount of times they heard they yelled chicken wings, I should have gotten chicken wings for dinner tonight instead of Taco Bell. I was so hungry after that match. Those 10 German suplexes, suplex city, this man built it from the ground up. That was, I know I always make the joke, big meaty men slapping meat. I don't want no 30 minute classes. This I wanted. I was so tired by the middle of this match just because I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Now, if we go back to the cheating conversation, if you lose and you didn't cheat, you only cheated yourself. And Frankie Kazarian learned that the hard way tonight. Now, do I agree with it? No, you shouldn't cheat. But at the same time, this is Professor Wrestling, baby. <laughs> I'm a cheat. I'm a cheat. I'm a cheat. I do like the nice touch at the end after Kazarian lost when he was just sitting there like, yo, what the? F- I thought he was going to go heal. Maybe. Maybe you can't trust Bully Ray. Maybe Kazaria was the bad guy all along. I thought it was a very nice touch, considering he was going to cheat. I cannot believe he didn't cheat. Also, the wife coming in, that made a lot more sense, considering what that... They made it work. They made it work. Like, you were saying it was shoehorned in, but they made it work, which I love. Um, That's it. That's it. Wait, (laughs) do I... I'm checking my notes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because there's only a joke in there. I was like, uh, Spike Lee would be pleased because Frankie Kazarian did the right thing. But did he do the right thing? Did he? Did he? We're going to get there in a sec. Uh, the leg drop from the top from Kazarian caught Alexander in the face and kind of hit him with the wrong leg. And Josh Alexander just looked like he was wincing in pain. It sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of near falls, an impressive bridge pin from Alexander. Really good stuff. Oh, and then so good. Finally, the C4 Spike gets the win. Josh Alexander retains his Impact World Championship as Jade and Jet. And Zoe Lucas, who, if you know her from the British wrestling world, she's uh, she was the, the woman in the uh, the green dress. She was uh, at the tapings. I think I think she's going to face Killer Kelly and probably lose. But I'd love to see Zoe Lucas on Impact. If you haven't seen her, she's excellent. She's a wonderful, wonderful person and an even better wrestler. Now, we got to talk about what happens next. So they really milk this in so many ways, Cresta. It starts with Kazarian. He's upset. He didn't win the big one. The crowd is applauding both men. And eventually, after a while, they get up, shake hands, they hug, raise hands. That's it. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's not it. Then they hit Bully Ray's music. Out comes Bully. He's like, I witnessed an incredible professional wrestling match as I was icing my back and balls. And then he says, that's, yes, exactly. And then he says, uh, that's what it's all about. Josh Alexander, you're the most credible champion out there. I'll choose you over every champion out there. And I'm going to call my shot. Like I said, I call it to your face. And I said, oh, shit, I know what he's going to do. And he says, you and me at hard to kill. It was at that moment this segment I, could have ended. It, it should have ended. <laughs> you know what? I don't even think it's there. It, it, it could have ended as he left the ring and Josh Alexander is celebrating on the turnbuckle and then he gets down to go hug his wife and he gets blindsided by a bully, two chair shots, and then he stares down the wife and that's it. That could have been it. Who could Instead. have foreseen that? 
Oh no. But again, again, like we, we, we saw it coming because of course, you know, Tommy dreamer is the most gullible dipshit out there. We talked about that last <laughs> night and forever and ever again. And again, bully is like, yeah, I'm the guy you think I am. And I'm like, of course you are the guy you think you are. I just, <sighs> so bad. <laughs> That's like, if Randy Orton came up to me and said, trust me, I'm like, nah, come. Bully Ray is like, trust me, I'm the good guy. It should have just ended yep. with the stupid chair shots. And that should have been it. And Bully Ray standing over Josh Alexander's body being like, now you have to contend with me. I'm exactly who you think I am. I and told everyone's you Everyone's so. been telling you for 9,000 weeks, don't trust them, don't trust them. And then you came to me and I said, trust me. And you believe me. Instead, Bully runs over Josh with the chair, beats him down. Jade is screaming at the top of her lungs. And I love this because she's freaking out. And the crowd is silent. They are stunned silent. And he's like, I told you I'd look you in the eye. And I told you I'd shake your hands. And then he grabs a zip tie and he zip ties Josh Alexander's hand to the bottom rope. It was a very like, gentle zip tie. I have to say it was very much like. You can break those things. <laughs> and then he's like, why would you ever trust me? And I'm like, I agree. And once again, Tommy Dreamer is wrong about everything. Well, he grabs Jade from beyond the barricade. And then Josh eventually breaks free from the zip tie because it isn't that hard. And then he tells Josh not to move or I'll pile drive Jade on the concrete. And I'm like, this is okay. And again, we're rubbernecking because this is a, this is an incident waiting to happen. It's very like, I know that there's the stupid bully raid, like that's heat meme that goes around. I didn't hate watching this, but I hated watching this at the same time. Tells Josh, go get your championship, hand it to me. And then he holds the title high. He lets Jade go. But then we're not done again. At this point, I'm like, okay, now we're done. This is this is this was too much five minutes ago. He grabs the chair again, he puts it to Josh's throat, and tells him not to move or will hit Jade and choke her out. That was weird. I was like, what is this? What you want to wait for Bully to walk away from his hit and run? Like, what what is this Matt? And then Cresta, it gets even worse. I know, I saw it. <laughs> they cut the feed before the whole damn show ends. I didn't see it. I was wondering what happened. I was like. I mean, what happened? Talk to me about this post match because I I can't. Or do you want to get the Humper chat first? Get the Humper chat first because everything I have to say at this point is just going to be slanderous. (laughs) MA Sulco with the Humper chat, by the way, humperchats.com. You still have time to drop yours. Papa Scott Damore found an ending worse than a successful Bully Ray cash in. The only way to redeem it is Josh and Jade versus Brooke Hogan and Bully. Are you familiar with Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray getting married? Yes. <laughs> That's why I just looked at my camera like, M.A. Soko, please. <laughs> God bless. Mercy. All right. Talk to me about Bully in this extended heat segment. He's going to go and bust it open and be like, That's heat. And we're going to be like, No, it wasn't. Literally, when this happened, I DM'd Joel and said, I'm summoning my ancestors because my eyeballs were so far in the back of my head. Again. We knew you were going to cash in. You, you can't say don't trust Bully Ray for weeks. And then Bully Ray does something, whatever. Last night on this program, Joel told me, you know that there are wiser trained professional wrestlers. Why didn't you headbutt him in the yam bag? We were dick twisted all night. It was so just, uh, Could have been it. Was, 
So many things just did not make sense. But the thing that did make sense, like I said at the beginning of this show, Frankie Kazarian's wife staying home. She's like, we know Bully Ray and I know how he operates. And if my husband wins, I'm not getting power bombed. Me and my kid are staying home. The smart ones in this whole situation. I did not like that ending because the match itself was good. Like I said, I can, I can agree with you that when he goes and hits um, Josh Alexander to betray him, whatever it is, even though no one ever trusted you in the first place, I can get jiggy with that. But everything else at that point was just weird. And it, not weird, ha-ha, weird like, cut the, cut the cameras, cut the cameras, you know? It was a good match. I just, I, I don't know why the pay-per-view had to end on that. Like, after that amazing match. We have almost two months to build this match now. Oh, my God. <laughs> How Other than the, uh, I can't, you can't even do Moose and Macklin versus Bully and Josh because we've already heard that other. bridge. <laughs> what the hell do we do? What do we do for two months? And again, like, yeah, they got to do the IPWF thing and that's going to, kill time but it's not going to kill all the time what the hell are you going to do well i was kind of sad that i didn't have a love hate target once honor no more left here comes bully ray so i guess this is what we're doing for the next two months i mean maybe it could get it maybe this was just a wet fart and sometimes you got to get it out the way to get to the real meat and potatoes you know what i mean so i'm hoping for the best i'm going in here with rose colored glasses because i do trust impact to tell a story but if it's gonna be like that we have two months. You and I have to watch and talk about this. I'm I really got jokes for days. So. I mean, I, I hope, I hope, I hope, wish, pray that this will turn into something good. But I really want them to leave the wives out of it because. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing: Bully's wife ain't doing none of this. Poor Brooke Hogan. She deserves better. <laughs> oh yeah, poor Brooke Hogan. Everyone's really feeling bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> that was impact overdrive i don't I, again there were some really solid moments on the show and there were some matches where we just kind of looked at it and said why did we do this but then i remember for five bucks a month on the ultimate insiders package i could get over it i really didn't need whatever the hell that end was with bully ray calling his shot and being like i'm gonna beat your ass at the pay-per-view and i'm like that's not selling me on a pay-per-view I wanted him to do it right then and there because I was thinking the same. He said hard to kill. I was like, that's in January. <laughs> I, I wanted him to blindside him and then throw him in the ring and be like, get a ref. We're doing it now. Yes. And then lose. Even if he won annoyingly so, I would take that. I would take that. I would I would take that on the chin. I would take that. No, last thing I want is Bully Ray holding the towel for two months through hard to kill. The rest, I, mean, I that's fair. it's a, Krista, that's that's it's a cold hard winter in canada i don't i, I, I want to be warm here this wasn't it this wasn't it whatever whatever this is is not it and now they got to explain their way through it for two months for two for months two months. i think we actually have to do the ipwf show now just to cleanse our palates listen after this i'm gonna go play pokemon and forget that that ever happened <laughs> I think we should all forget that ever happened. And you I, know what? The thing is, you and I, we're not, we're not the, we're not going to turn this into a, a sour graps like impact <laughs> show. You're not, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> and like again, love and respect to Kate and Alex. That's that's their brand, and they do a great job with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm not physically capable of doing that. I did it once for the Ric Flair's last match. You can go watch that in the archives. But I just I don't have it in me. I know I'm going to give it a fair shake. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a fair shake because I did that. Even though on and no more got on my nerves, I still found things to like about it because I love wrestling and I'm going to try to find something to like about it. Just in this moment, my knee jerk reaction is. Bleh! So I'm interested to see who they brought in for the tapings tomorrow mm-hmm. and, and what's how that's going to get us to the next set. Um, I guess we'll figure it out again. I'm not, there are so many more matches and so many more stories. I'm just ready for them to move on. Like I said last night from the ghost of TNA and impact past taking on Josh Alexander, the current and future of impact wrestling. I got to say too, when Frankie Kazarian did the styles clash, I was like, are you going to bring an AJ styles? But I would think that's cool. Yes, 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 yes. But also I would like them to have more talent. That's there now currently instead of bringing from the outside in. So that's just well. The, the AJ thing was was a callback to Fortune. That was uh, they were saying that was a faction they were in before, correct? Yeah. So Fortune was a, was uh, AJ Styles, Kazarian, Ric Flair was part of it. Robert Roode, James Storm, and then like a cast of a billion others. Like a bunch of people ended up like Desmond Wolf was in it at one point. Like ev- everybody was in it. Was that the same? Was that the same faction? That Jay Lethal cut that promo on him from the top of the ramp. Yeah, or that, that was a- that was the time. That was fortune. Yeah, the woo off, the very the infamous woo off. Anyway, I think we're done here. I think we've we've adequately uh, overdriven this this show. I listen. The drive was drove, and with the exception of two things, and they're very small things. I think after talking about it with you, I would give this this show out of five a four point nine. And what do you say, Joel? I'll give it a four. There were some matches that were really strong. There were some matches that really didn't get me. But at the end of the day, I enjoyed the show. Just that finish completely left me feeling flat. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's kind of, again, that that's what rubbernecking feels like. You see a bad accident on the highway and you're just like, oh, okay. But then you leave and you start thinking like, what happens after that? What happens to yeah. the person who was in the accident or what happens to, you know, all the other stuff that goes on. So I kind of, ha- I'm at that point, I'm at that point in the rubbernecking experience. Also, no titles change hands. You were going to say, you were saying one title changes hands, but no titles change hands. Typically, typically impact does one title change per show. And then tonight they didn't do it. So, Hey, you know what? That's fine. That's okay with me. Where was Joe Hendry? That's Joe the Hendry, real injustice. We got to believe to bring him back. We'll see him next week, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, you can see us every Thursday here at youtube.com slash We break down Impact Wrestling after the show live. And we also have the VOD. You can watch it then. Or you can watch this whenever you want. Who knows? Who cares? Uh, there's a lot going on tomorrow on Fightful.com. It's AW Full Gear. So watch the post show. I don't know who's on it. There's so many people who, who work on this site. Okay. I think Sean and Julie Cutler are doing it. And then... There's the media scrum afterwards. Tony Khan's doing that. And I don't know. Everyone's there. There, there, There's so much stuff. Fightful overbooked. Go there. I I do a show on Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Talk about wrestling some more. How's that? Leave a thumbs up on this video. Maybe like it. Do the subscribe thing. If you're watching after the fact on the VOD, go ahead. Drop a comment. Whatever you want to say. You can say nice things, not nice things. I prefer you say nice things because that'd be nice to us. Yeah. I'm sensitive. Yeah, exactly. Cresta, where can people find you and what you got going on? 
You guys can find me for as long as Twitter is alive at Cresta the Star. There's a link in my bio to my link tree. Like Joel said, every Thursday, me and Joel Pearl, we discuss all things Impact Wrestling with you together in our little Impact Wrestling family, the post show here on Fightful. On Saturdays, you can find me on Know Your News with Jules the Human. We'll be talking about gaming and all the weird stuff. I said Pokemon earlier, and that's the great segue because we're doing a Pokemon episode tomorrow. So hopefully you guys pull up. And anywhere you can type Cresta Star on the internet, you can find me on Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, in your hearts, behind you in your house. Ah, I, that's the second time I made that joke. It's going to come a third time, so just be prepared for that. Joel, where can they find you? Not hard to find. I'm actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. However you find me, I hope you find me well, and I hope you are found well. Uh, I'll bring it up in the chat. They're saying the X Division Championship may have counted as a title change. Technically, yeah, I'll take it. You know what? Just to keep the streak alive. I'll take it. Let's say Black Taurus was the champion in our heart. And That's we did right. not expect Trey Miguel to hit us with that. There you go. You got so much going on here. Lock it in, Fightful.com. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye.